0: Yo, is going on and welcome to can we talk about the Sub Murphy Wells if you don't know you do now I'm him he is me and it's good to be back if this is your first time listening thank you for tuning in this is a podcast I developed to talk about concepts involving personal development self-improvement current events things I like to bitch about things I like to talk about really just taking the things that are going on internally and putting them into a podcast format for those of you who like to listen which thank you for that number. Who is growing? I I appreciate it. That number grows because people share the podcast. They they take the episode that they're listening to on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. They they take a little screenshot of it, they put it on their story, they tag me. I tag them right back. They tell a friend, they leave a review, they they leave a rating. Please do all these things if you get some kind of value out of the podcast. And today I know you're gonna get some value out of this podcast because it is a concept that bothers the absolute fuck out of me and i would love to just sit here and rife on it in the most unproductive way possible but instead i decided to do something way more productive and that was to actually put it on the podcast and have a plan of what i was going to talk about (laughs) so that all aside really by the the title of the podcast today we're talking about we're talking about perfectionist's and imposter syndrome people. We're talking about people stricken with imposter syndrome and perfectionists. And today I'd like to just jump straight to the point and I'd like to say bluntly, flatly, plainly, I hope you're fucking listening. You do not have imposter syndrome. You're not a perfectionist. Let's get this out of the way right now, okay? I have no business being in the position I am in life right now. My life has no business looking this way. I work for the best sports performance and nutrition company on the face of the earth. I work for my role model, one of the most legitimate people in the personal development space. I have my own house. I have my own car. I'm paying down debt. The number is closer to 4,000 now than it was at 2,700. That was something I made in a post a while back if that slipped her memory since the beginning of the year. Paid off about $4,000 for the debt. Pretty cool. And, I I just, I should be in jail. I should be dead. And, there are people who have been through the same kind of shit I've been through, but worse. But when they think about what their goals are, or they think about these things that they idolize, or that they want, or they quote-unquote, just want. Okay, stop telling me, more importantly, stop telling your fucking self that you're a perfectionist, so it's just not going to work for you. Or i have imposter syndrome so it's just i'm not confident enough today i'm really going to hit hard at people because i think i'm going to smack some people out of their just their, their ill-gotten complacency and these two phrases especially in the environment that i am so invested in which is personal development helping people and especially people short of a college degree who want to better themselves. It is something I hear out of like 99% of the populace. And when I think about why it pisses me off, it's for the reason I just gave you is that when I think about all the great things in there in my life, and quite honestly, I didn't know I'd make it this far in life. I thought I was going to be in debt or in prison for a very long time, which quite honestly, I deserve. But I'm here today because I didn't let those little words, those little phrases, those little justifications stop me. So, For those of you who may not be in the know about what these two phrases are, I'm going to actually Google them and I'm going to see what the definitions are. So when I Google perfectionist per Oxford languages, dictionary.com, whatever the fuck, a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. Example, he was a perfectionist who worked slowly. Okay. That's great. Let me ask you. What was the last perfect thing you did in your life? I'll tell you, never. Now let's try this one. Let's go with imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, often called perceived fraudulence, involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. That part literally just did it for me. That part literally just gave you verbatim what I want to break down. But it's so funny because the people without those things, when it comes to imposter syndrome, without the accomplishments, without the accolades, without the achievements, without the reason to believe in themselves, then they will say they have imposter syndrome. To which I would like to tell you, no, you don't. And to most people who quote unquote say they are perfectionists, no, you're not. You're not a perfectionist. Things don't have to be perfect. You are just so insecure with not being good at the thing you think is cool, you call yourself a perfectionist. For the imposter syndrome, most of you, and I mean most of you, including me, you you don't have those things that would cause imposter syndrome. You just haven't gotten started or you're just getting started. And again, you don't like being bad at whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. We all suck at whatever it is that we are doing. My first podcast and this podcast sound way different, and that was less than a year's time, but... Ultimately, I'm not here to rip on you. I'm here to give you a little slap of reality and a few different things, a few different pieces, three different pieces of advice or of value that are going to help you bridge that gap. But ultimately, I want better for you. Because quite honestly, when I was a little bit younger, even before I went through all my bullshit, I told myself a lot of those same things. And to be completely honest, you're not giving yourself a chance. And that's what pisses me off. That's why I'm mad. I should not be in the position I'm in and I'm lecturing you who listens to me get on this fucking microphone. There are pictures words can't paint. And the amount of fire and intensity that burns me inside of this subject, I just, I gotta start talking. So, when we think about perfectionism, when we think about imposter syndrome... I would like you to change this in your vocabulary immediately to your making excuses. Anytime you want to say to people, hey, number one, I'm a perfectionist, so I can't do that, or that doesn't work for me, or easy for you to say when you're not a perfectionist, or, oh, well, you know, I'd love to, but I have imposter syndrome. Like, I'd love to take that action, but I have imposter syndrome. Okay, step number one, stop saying either. And every time either one comes up in your vernacular, Replace it with, I'm just making fucking excuses. Guys, it is great to want to do amazing levels of work. It is a it is an amazing aspiration for us all to be world-class at whatever we do. And on the other hand, we are all inspired by something. There is someone who does something so well that it made us want to do it too. If you forever walk around just copping out by giving yourself these little labels to make yourself feel better, you'll never know how good you could ultimately be. I really had no reason on my person in my register for a guy like Cody Klein to ever believe in me. I worked my fucking ass off, and that's why he believed in me. I made myself useful, and that's why he believed in me. I wasn't good enough as I was And that That difference between the day I started And the day he finally said I'd like to bring you into my department And I'd like to train you up to be a fucking winner All right, I proved it Not because of who I was But what I did with who I was And what I had to work with And every time you use these words Imposter syndrome Perfectionism Blah 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 my, my best Greta impression. Blah, blah, blah. Every time you use these words, you are conditioning your mental state and your actions to follow to be that of one of those two people. Every time you see something cool, you're going to get excited to do it. And then you're going to think about who inspired you and how good they were and where you're at in your journey. And you're like, oh, just have me imposter syndrome. No, you're new at something. You were not born perfect at anything. You're not born great at anything. You could have talent, but talent without hard work literally doesn't equal very much usually in the long term. You could have a vision, but vision without execution means nothing. You can have something that you romanticize and fantasize about and you think it's the perfect story that you're telling yourself. Your journey will not be perfect. And you're going to feel like epic shit day in and day out as you just kind of pay your dues in the beginning and start to earn your stripes. The perfect example I can give of this is not even me podcasting me and my job. It's anyone in jiu-jitsu. I don't know how much you know about jiu-jitsu, and I am going to be one of those podcaster stereotypes that brings it up all the time because it's an amazing analogy for life. And it's that when you think about the different belt levels, when you really think about those first five belt levels, I have this little this little graph on my vision board, and with white belt, it just says survive. That's really fucking accurate. Me, a guy who never played sports, me who came from a powerlifting background and very little combat conditioning, when I started jujitsu, jitsu it was the most frustrating, most hard-wrenching thing ever. I was getting choked out left and right. I was getting armbarred left and right. I was going up against Madat, who will endlessly talk shit and tell you your mom is a bitch, and then once he's got you, fucking, he'll pretend to swipe your face with an elbow and he'll say, John Jones, I, you want to talk about feeling like shit? That felt like shit a whole bunch of times, and I'm not as consistent with jiu-jitsu as I can be, but every dude who gets in there and does jiu-jitsu, even the dudes who wrestle, it is such a complicated art, and your instructor makes it look so simple that when you get started, you're like, man, there's no way I can do this, but eventually... Eventually, you learn, and you get better. And those little mistakes you made, like sticking your elbows out, not keeping them tight to your body, letting your neck wide open for a guillotine or a triangle of some sort, like I, I'm, you stop making those mistakes, you become a little bit seasoned. On that little graph I have with blue belt, it says, find your game. Okay. As far as I understand it, in jiu-jitsu, the next highest rate of dropout after white belts is blue belts about finding your game all right well that's not me yet i'm still in survival i'll worry about that when i get there but for what it's worth i'm way better than i was i started jujitsu and it's been a pretty it's been a pretty love-hate relationship because my body keeps getting hurt and then yeah some days i'm straight up lazy but it's been it's been a love-hate relationship for like the last three years i love everything about it i just hate the way it makes me feel sometimes afterwards and that's also on me for not doing enough mobility and taking care of myself. But the more I do that, the more limbered up I am for jiu-jitsu, the more those feelings of especially imposter syndrome went away. You don't have to be perfect in jiu-jitsu and you don't have to be perfect in life, especially with whatever it is that you want to approach. In fact, it is your imperfections that will make it something worthwhile. Because if you just done, jumped into something and you were immediately great at it, there's no story to that. The people we look to for being great, whether they're Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or LeBron James or, you know, any of these guys, Michael Phelps, they they all have a story. That story is what makes them special, not because they were perfect. And again, I would like to tell you this too. You don't necessarily have imposter syndrome just because you deal with self-doubt. If you don't doubt yourself, then you're not being honest. I doubt myself every day with even my business. Because just because I'm an LLC, oh my God, all these people are going to work with me. Well, they're not all in my Instagram DMs asking for videos or photos. They must not like me. No, it's that I have to do the work. I have to continue to pump out content. I have to continue to pump out good content. I have to continue to talk to people. You know what? I'm really excited to see what that turns into because I got a, I got a, I got something special coming up for you guys, and it's really going to drive the point on this podcast. But. To revisit before we move on, the first step is, guys, stop using these fucking words. It is so our culture to cop out and give yourself a label or an ism or your fucking feelings. Fuck you and fuck your feelings. Send it. Which brings me to my next point, which is number two, just make a plan. Okay? If you just don't have anything specific you're shooting at, congratulations. You're gonna miss every time, SpongeBob. You guys have to get specific with where you are focusing your efforts, and you need to stop just being like, well, I'm just going to see where it goes. Yeah, you are going to see where it goes, but you have to have something you're directed at. Like, (laughs) I can't make it any simpler than that. And that when you just be like, I'm just going to be great. Okay, what specifically? If you leave this shit vague and wide open, and you don't have something that really matters to you, for example, okay, in jujitsu, it can be easy for me to take days off, Because I'm not training for anything specific. I'm training just to train. I love the sport. But the love of the sport enough is not enough for me to feel like shit day in and day out like how I was a few about a year ago, actually. I trained for a tournament, uh, a competition that happened in May of 2022. I was super gung-ho about it. I was training three, four times a week. It was badass. And you know what? I ended up getting really hurt after that. I have some, some issues that still need to be moderated. Right now, I'm kind of just training to training. So, if, if I go one to two times a week, guess what? am typically pretty happy about that because I'm just going at that point. I'm having a good time with my friends. Now, I want to do another competition. Apparently, there's one that's going to be right up my alley in October or November. I'll speak that into existence right here because I guarantee you. When I get to be a few months out from that, I'm going to be like, all right, well, laugh now, cry later. I'm going to get hurt, and I know it, but like, if I train properly and if I'm intense, but if I moderate... Guess what? Come that competition, I stand a good chance of doing pretty well. I'll still get my ass beat. Even if I win, I'll still get my ass beat. That's what jujitsu is. I know what I signed up for. But ultimately, begin with the end in mind. If you are just out here broadly saying, like, Ooh, well, if thing what happens, I'm sure I'll be really, really good at it. Ask how that works out for anybody. You know what happens? They get discouraged and they quit because there's nothing that they're tethered to, there's nothing they're weighing themselves against. And quite honestly, don't just do it like a six month thing. I think, like I said, with working at first form, if you're going to do anything and be good at it and like actually succeed and be fulfilled from it, then you better start with the intention of doing it for three to five years. Most this is such a great quote about the point, and this just came to me too, is that most people overestimate what they'll do with six months and they underestimate what they could do with five years. I am living fucking proof. Living fucking proof. My dumb ass. This is so funny. So when I was, and this is actually something I researched really, really heavy. But but before I went away to Missouri State, which is a small yet still big state school, it's just in terms of like comparing it to like even Mizzou or the place where I really wanted to go, which was Ohio State, just stupid fucking expensive. I I was I was looking at college and I was like, dude, I don't want to take out these loans. In retrospect, now I really wish I had not taken out these loans because. I'm not a good student. The academic system and me do not jive. There's this thing called need-blind admissions. And the biggest, most competitive schools in the country often offer need-blind admissions, which is they will admit students based on their academic accomplishments. And these people do not have to pay tuition if their parents are not readily able to. This school will literally cover their tuition so that they bring them in as a student. Now, these are places like Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Princeton, creme de la creme schools, a lot of places that honestly I wouldn't ideologically identify with anyway. So, more to the point, I became obsessive about the summer between high school and my first year of my junior college about getting admitted to one of these schools. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to have this big title and I'm never going to have to pay for college. I'm going to be set up with a great job and I'm be the best student ever. I'm going to crush at my little junior college. I got C's and D's because I don't fucking care about school. And long-term, I am in college debt because my goal was not something I cared about. A point to take away from this, don't just blindly go to college. Another point to take away from this, if you're going to invest in something for three to five years, think about what it is at the end of that three to five years that you really fucking care about and get ready for all the bullshit in between. But set up little short-term goals every few intervals to really make sure that you are on track. Like, in school, cool, you're going to have midterm grades, you're going to have your under-semester your grades, and then that's a really good way of understanding, okay, how fucked am I? How much ground do I have to make up before the end of the semester? Hopefully with your goal, you're not thinking of it that way. You're setting proactive daily tasks that will effectively break down whatever those thresholds are and make them digestible, easy, consumable pieces that you can actually, I don't know, check off and be fulfilled by. And they should ultimately add up to what your big vision at the end is for me right now with my business you know i've tethered it to this it is a passion project my job pays all my bills which is great i love my job i love first form my business is going to be one of those things that for right now it's kind of like the survival piece but the thing that i would ultimately like to do with it is well best case scenario in the next year i'd like for it to pay off all my student debt that'd be really cool I, I can always reinvest back into my business as well. But if I made enough money to cover that, going to pay for my student debt, awesome. That'd be awesome. And if at the very least, it we're able to pay my mortgage for the whole year, great. I'm not going to tell you guys what those figures are because why do you care? <laughs> but to me, it, it's it's worth thousands of dollars of investment and time and effort in meeting people. So I've got 12 months. I know what I need to make each month at a minimum, each month at a maximum and actually how that breaks up into people. The most important thing about having a plan is that it puts it on paper. If you want to stop being like an imposter, cool. You have to set a plan. You have to have hard dates and tests that will actually sit there and gauge your temerity, your ability to see things through to the end. And if you are someone who is a perfectionist, doesn't matter. The plan's not going to work out perfect. You're going to get flat tires. You're going to get broken up with. You're going to get fucking lip-dick. I don't know why that came to me, but you know what? That interrupts the plan for a lot of people. I don't know what your plan is, but I swear to God, if, if you're just going soft in the middle of it, both metaphorically and yes, very formally, uh, well, you know what? I know this never happens to you, but the plan always gets fucked up. I don't care what the plan is. My plans the first form gotten fucked up. I remember initially I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to get out of the warehouse in six months and like, I'm just going to run fucking shit. Well, it took me double that. And I still get my ass handed to me by my expectations of myself every day and what actually happens. But I'll quit. I keep going. And it's hard. It is hard as fuck. I work with people who are world class in what they do. Okay. I deal with the shit more than you think. And then I remember that I like telling people who give me these excuses. Remember, that's what they are. They are excuses. You don't have either... You just don't believe in yourself because you don't have a plan. You don't work a plan. You don't hold yourself accountable. You're just not good in the beginning. And that fucking sucks. Your perfection is you're involved. No, you're not. So number one, stop saying the shit. Stop convincing yourself the shit. Stop conditioning yourself. Number two, actually create a plan with the end in mind and little thresholds for you to challenge yourself and test yourself with. And number three, really enjoy the journey. We all look at, like, what the climax of a movie is, which, if you don't know what a climax is, in 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 a, in a regular plot structure, as we understand it, there's a scene where everything comes to a head. It's, it's the scene in Spider-Man where Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe are going at it in the abandoned building, and it's the part where he goes, you know, I've been like a father to you. Be a son to me now. And he goes, I had a father. His name was Ben Parker. Godspeed, Spider Man. Spider Sense tingles, does the backflip. Norman gets impaled. That's a climax. Okay. Remember the Titans? When the Titans win, Coach Boone gets to keep his job. Gary Burr tears in the bed. He's excited. That's a climax. Rocky beating Apollo Creed. That's a climax. We all want that moment. But for all of those different movies... They all got that training montage... They all got that time where... That relatable hero... Is is somebody who has a lot of imperfections... They got a lot wrong with them... They don't even know what they're fucking doing half the time... They get started... It's tough... They get their ass beat again and again and again... But that thing they care about... Doing the right thing... Using great power, great responsibility... Telling Adrian, you did it. Singing that song, the Titans sing, We are the Titans. At the end of the day, we all want that climax and that destination, but you are not getting out there without the inciting incident, the rising action, the conflict, and also, yeah, the falling action and the conclusion, too. We all live for those big moments, but it's why Nick Saban has a 24-hour rule. All right, we won. Let's celebrate. Guess what? Back to work. We got more work to do. We got more goals to hit. We got we got bigger fish to fry. We got a lot of lives to change. We got a lot of motherfuckers to prove wrong. This podcast is something that, yeah, I quite honestly want to live off of someday. If I could do that in three to five years, that'd be really cool. I would put on a lot more content. But ultimately, when I think about what my goals are long term, you know? At the end of this year, yes, I would like to have some promotion in jiu-jitsu. That would be great. That would be awesome. Whether it's one stripe, multiple stripes, or even up to a blue belt. But I also recognize that I'm cool with spending time at white belt because I'm learning a lot of good habits and I'm not rushing the process. I could be a little more consistent, but I also understand there are certain real reasons why I'm not as aggressive as I once was. All right, back end of the year, I know what I'm doing with my job. You know, I have a vision for where I want to be with first form. And it's something me and my leadership talk about a lot. I got some glaring holes in my game. I got to keep getting better. But quite honestly, I'm way better than I was. And it was not easy. The kid who almost hit Andy with his car, not smoking a joint, not on his second day, was like my fourth week I was not smoking joints at HQ. I was going home to smoke joints. Thank you. You know, being able to see that journey through to the one it is has made getting to the goals all the more worth it. With my business, like I said, I have some things I've tied it to. I had an amazing talk with a young man tonight. It was an amazing story that I can't wait to tell you guys more about and show you more about too. I've helped a couple people with my business just because I haven't sold a million dollars in, in, in camera services and editing does not mean that I'm a failure or that I'm an imposter. It means I'm a dude who's getting started. I'm okay with fucking around and finding out every single day. If you guys don't really have something that you tether your, your efforts to, then maybe it should be someone. Maybe it should be your wife or your future wife or your kids, or maybe someone who's not even with us anymore. But ultimately, you got to accept the journey for everything that comes with it. And when it's over, you got to be ready for the next one. We all got an end date, everybody. You get on average 75 to like 82 years of walking around, being a conscious corpse of stardust and hunger, getting into adventures, making a name for yourself. Trying to leave a little print on this thing that we call history and time. So, with that sappy shit out of the way, if today's episode didn't convince you to quit bitching about perfectionism, and imposter syndrome, you must like staying there. And I don't feel bad for you. There are many times in life I hold back from telling people you're being a little bitch, Because, quite honestly, I don't think their ego could handle it. And I don't want to just tell you you're being a little bitch. But I did tell you you were making excuses. And there is a certain class of people that are really prone to making excuses. So, maybe, just maybe, maybe your reason could be, I'm going to do it so no one ever calls me a little bitch. And so I never get to that opinion of myself because I'm not a perfectionist. I don't have imposter syndrome. I was shook. Now I'm steady. Let's get to fuck at work, bro. You know what? I hope you say, fuck you, Murph. I sent it. But thanks for letting me not become a little bitch. (laughs) All right, guys. I appreciate you for listening. If you're still here, if you're still here, please do me a favor. Write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a rating on there and Spotify. I know most of you use Spotify, but at least you can write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Do the thing where you, you tag the screenshot in your story or talk about the podcast on your story. Tag me in it. I'll tag you right back. I'll share that shit. I'm Murph Dirty. I'm him. If you don't know, you do know. I'm out.